a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man All right, so we can't, like you were saying, we probably shouldn't lean into how out of ideas we are because we don't want yeah. them to think that this is just another swing a miss of an episode. So we probably need yeah, to do something Yeah, I already complained better. so much at the end of the last one. I just yeah. don't know if we can do that I, again. I mean, if we're coming up with ideas this bad, we could just lean into them and just here's like a, a montage of our awful intro improv ideas. Um, like <laughs> the one I always go back to is the sweet 16 one. So like, if you want to like notoriously bad intro, sixteen. <laughs> like if you want to like reprise your teenage girl, um, I, well, oh. <laughs> that, that'd be really tough. I mean, I, that was I I I feel hesitant to return to that character after the <laughs> smear campaign you put out <laughs> following following the last uh, time I did it. I don't, uh, I don't have any idea. I I mean Labor Day is in a week. Is yeah, any, that's true. Is there any what kind of what kind of good Labor Day humor can we scrounge up? Uh, can we just, like hack ninety stand up? Like what what's uh what's the deal with Labor Day? Like nobody's working. I thought this was the day of labor. And that's just like dumb, <laughs> hacky stand up. <laughs> labor day, huh? Well, how come, um, how come my birthday's in July? <laughs> Cause it's like a woman in labor. Thing. Oh. <laughs> like, Oh, all, all, all the, uh, women choose to give birth on this day. Like how'd they line <laughs> that up? <laughs> God, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> uh, I don't know that. Strangely enough, that may be the best idea we've got so far. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. I mean, I I always think it's like a, a a good direction to like pretend that this is a serious show and like write up like an actual news report and maybe report some news. God, God knows our listeners probably don't know what the hell is going on in the world. Uh, <laughs> Who has the time for that though? Oh, nice. That's sure actually don't. I like that idea a lot. Oh shit. My Windows uh my version of Windows 10 is nearing the end of its service. Restart and install a newer version of Windows to get the latest security updates and support. Hmm. Remind me later. I've been putting that off for <laughs> are, weeks. Are, are you telling me to remind you later or are you telling your computer through a pre-programmed reminder? Uh, no, my computer does. It works on a steam engine, so it does. It's incapable of remembering. I need you to personally text me and remind me. A steam engine. Don't let me go to bed tonight without restarting and updating my Windows 10 because it's out of date, and I would hate to operate under an out of date Windows operating system. That'd just really screw up my whole weekend plans. <laughs> Do- what what features do you think they're adding to that? Like, is it literally just security, or is it? Uh, I don't know. It's always some bullshit. It's always something that's gonna negatively impact me, the user. I feel like. <laughs> you have you're a Mac boy. Oh, I am. Yeah. I uh, 
I, I don't know why I was actually... So, uh, to, I, I've had a Mac for myself for a while, and now for work, uh, my office exclusively works off of Mac. And I've become so familiar with Macs that I actually I was thinking about today, and I actually think I would sooner switch my phone to an Android than I would switch to working off of a PC. Wow. I'm just, I'm just that... I feel like I'm that like comfortable and proficient with the Mac operating system that I would be... I feel like my life would be, for me, negatively impacted by having to switch to PC. But other than my friends hating me in group texts and that kind of thing, <laughs> as I mean, I love iPhones and that's my phone of choice. But like, I feel like I'd be fine with like a Google Pixel or a Samsung Galaxy too. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I don't. I just. Thing. I can't even get past the uh, red, green, yellow at the top on Mac. <laughs> Like I don't even know what that is, and then the the right click and scroll are all weird. It's like a double tap or something. I've I've barely used a Mac in my lifetime. I don't think I could ever adjust. I think that that ship has sailed for me. <laughs> I I will say not that we need to get into the nitty gritty of this. Welcome everyone to the uh, <laughs> like the Mac Help Desk uh, podcast. Are we um, doing it? Is this it? Did <laughs> oh, we this... find our? Did we find? Did we find it? Yeah, I'm just gonna educate everyone about. Yep, this is it. We're we're going with this. Oh, um, welcome, okay. Welcome to the Mac Help Desk. Apparently, with the Mac Help, the Genius Bar. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. I couldn't remember. <laughs> um, uh, so for some reason, Macs when they ship like out of the box, the right click like either doesn't at least it didn't used to like isn't set to be anything. They're like, oh, you don't really need a right click out of the box. Um, but a, okay. a lot of, you can you can get a normal right click. You just have to change something in the settings. But I do agree that it's weird to me that that's not like by default something that they it used to be that they just be like who really needs a right click. It's like I I use a Mac. I right click just as much as I would on a PC. So I I don't know what that's all about. But um, man, I I really have nothing to contribute to the Mac discussion. Yeah, that's, I would. That's, uh, Real, really I would, cool back and forth we just had there about the Mac help desk. Yeah, I really just like kind of set. I said that ship has sailed earlier, and the ship sailing was you, as I just kicked you out to sea in a dinghy, and then I just <laughs> let you float away. The riptide just carry you away, and I did nothing. Um, I would rather switch to uh, an Android than give up my PC. Hmm. For the same reason, just opposite. Yeah, no, I I see what you mean. I I because I, I feel maybe I'm crazy for this, but and maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I could more easily adjust my phone habits to a different operating system than I could my computer habits. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, totally. I agree. Do you <laughs> remember those old uh, "I'm a Mac and I'm a PC" commercials? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> I, it, like it made the PC guy look like a nerd, but it then made the Apple guy look like uh, just an asshole, just the biggest douchebag. <laughs> Yeah, it somehow he was supposed to be relatable, but their idea of relatable was like a really stuck up like cool guy. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know, he's like, "Oh, you use your PC for gaming? Like who actually cares about games? We over here are writing screenplays and it's like 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 actually I argue there's a lot more people who use their PCs for what you're like making fun of them for." I don't know. Was, I can just imagine the the Mac guy being like the PC guys at a bar. And he's like talking about his uh, like latest D and D campaign, but the Mac guy after they shoot the commercial is at a bar and he's like talking with his buddies, and he's the kind of guy to be like, 
Yeah, you see that you see that banging chick over there with a tight ass? Like I'm gonna show her my garage band licks and she's gonna come home with me tonight. Like he had the same kind of kind of uh, and that's not really something that I think anyone would strive to be. I don't know if I don't know if the Mac or PC guy are, are the kind of person that either of us really hope to become. Weird ads. They stuck with me though, so I guess they they worked. Yeah, stuck with me, but I I don't know. I I think both I don't know. I feel like Apple's marketing is significantly improved since then, but now it's know. people like walk it's like a, all the different things that you can do with uh, your camera. Do you remember the commercial though recently from Apple where the uh the girl was I don't know if I think it was Apple. I think it was an iPad commercial. She's in her backyard and uh she goes, "What's a computer?" You know what I'm talking about? That. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, man. Well, I was hoping that you could fill in the enormous gaps in my description that I left. <laughs> I'm pretty sure let, – let me just let me just go look it up real quick. I think it was a commercial for an iPad, and she's, like, doing – running around and, like, taking – it's one minute long. I'll just skip. Okay, so she's doing all this stuff. She's watching YouTube videos. She's sending messages. She's riding around on her bike with her iPad. She's typing, like, an essay for school. Uh, taking pictures of a praying mantis for her science project is like a, a obviously a little elementary student. She's in a coffee shop. Uh, she's drawing. She's riding her bike everywhere, making a bug presentation. And then at the end, she's out in the backyard laying down and typing on her iPad. And somebody comes up, and I, I don't want to turn the the the. I don't want to turn the sound on, so I can't hear exactly the verbiage, but somebody approaches her in the backyard and says, like, what are you doing on your computer or something like that? And she goes, what's a computer? And then the commercial ends. Hmm. Like, that's, that's, that commercial pissed a lot of people off, and it pissed me off, too, because you know what a computer is. You're smart enough and old enough to be riding around <laughs> this urban environment alone, unsupervised, with a $500 product, going from business to business. And in the middle of this environment with strangers surrounding you, just go into open parks and down alleys and take photographs of the wildlife. And you're capable of operating this presentation software, the camera, the messaging system, the internet, and the word processor. All are demonstrated in this commercial. And yet you don't have you don't have an understanding of what a computer is. And if you do, then you're just being rude because I believe the person in the commercial who asked her if she was using her computer was just her neighbor. It wasn't even her mother. Maybe I misinterpreted the context of that, but it looked like the person who asked her that was across the backyard fence from her. So I'm assuming it was a neighbor. The least you can do is is show your neighbor some respect. I understand that you're under a lot of pressure. You got a heavy deadline for your bugs in the city project, your, the little pr- presentation scrapbook that you're putting together for class <laughs> tomorrow. But you could at least show some human decency to the person next door. So that that commercial didn't sit really very well with me. In fact, I I hate that one more than I hate the I'm a Mac and I'm a PC in the days of yore. Like my main takeaway. Mm. I think my biggest complaint with a lot like, of now your tablet commercials and this is like this spans past easier to do on the Apple go it's like i don't do artwork like the at home let alone on the go well. <laughs> like is that they like i'm not i don't sit around musing like, like ah look at that tree i'm gonna draw that tree like i know that plenty of people like that exist but i'm hesitant to say that like the majority of people are like man i just need some kind of like I'm not satisfied with this paper. I need some kind of advanced computer to digitize all of my <laughs> next level drawings. Like there's not, is the market for that, that huge? Like, holy shit. Like, is that the only reason anyone needs to own an iPad or a, I don't know. Like, I don't know. 
It's they wild. all do the same thing. I think they're just trying to. Do, it's like kind of the advertisements between like Miller Lite and Michelob Ultra and Coors Light. It's all the same shit. It's just the cheap light beer, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of YouTube comments on this uh, this particular commercial. I'll do you one better. Why is a computer? <laughs> uh, yeah. What's a brain? A lot of not very funny ones. What's critical thinking? Uh, my favorite one is, you see this thing I'm spraying with a hose? That's a computer because her neighbor was watering her plants. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, we can get off this. Uh, the, however long this intro was, I have no scope. Yeah. I've well, lost all well, sense of reality. What, but. Welcome, welcome to the Mac Help Desk Genius Bar podcast where we just <laughs> ramble on about our vague recollections of Apple marketing. <laughs> Welcome everyone. <laughs> we talk about the latest in 2014's technology. <laughs> um, if this is your first time listening to not all bad slash the Mac desk genius bar help desk, uh, we're each going to take a turn ranting on a topic that we picked and we brought to the show today. Uh, mine was not the Apple commercial. It just so happened that I have a lot of pent up anger about it. And uh, I released it in a constructive way. Um, but after the Paul and I take a turn, then we're going to each, uh, work together and, uh, pull a topic out of a hat that was submitted by you, the listener and, uh, random or, um, improv a, uh, discussion on why we hate that. And then we'll end the show, um, on a little bit of a happier note by talking about a topic that we each brought on something that made us, uh, pleased recently. Uh, the show can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, and Google play every other Monday. Uh, please consider subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show, and uh, you can email us at NotAllBadShow at gmail.com. Um, and if you do that, you can also uh, include the subject line random rant idea on that email and in the body text uh, submit uh, a random rant idea if you want us to draw your topic out of a hat and talk about that. And finally, uh, we're slowly accepting new guests on the show after reopening that a couple episodes ago. Um, if you're interested, not all bad show at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, we're doing it a little bit differently. We're just going to have you on for a few minutes instead of a whole episode, but, um, uh, it seemed to work really well last time. So I'm excited yeah. to get into this a little bit more often. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's my turn to start today. If I remember right, I think so as well. So, um, today I want to discuss, uh, speed bumps. Hmm. The uh, the uh, often uh, concrete or asphalt, but occasionally plastic bolted into the road. Huh. Uh, oh, yeah. Devices that uh, attempt to regulate the speed of your car as you're dra- maneuvering through a, a parking lot or perhaps a residential street. In case you did not know what a speed bump is, that's what it is. That's the definition. The bottom line of this rant is, and frankly, I don't think I can stretch this out into any meaningful length of time. I hate to admit, but maybe you can help me out in that regard. Um, I'm not a child. I'm capable of watching out for pedestrians myself. I've been operating a motor vehicle for uh, approaching a decade now. Uh, I've done it uh, for a considerable amount of time of my day for every day since obtaining a license. I think I'm uh, reasonably capable of doing so. And I would accept that uh, above average, I uh, am a capable driver and a, and, a, and a reasonably cautious driver. I understand that that's an important distinction because these speed bumps were not made for me. They're made for the lowest common denominator. But um, 
I, I'm still upset by their existence. I have a unique philosophy when approaching a speed bump, and that is that um, I refuse to slow down. <laughs> I'm going to go the speed that I feel comfortable going in that parking lot, and I, I won't slow down any more than that already for a speed bump. Uh, and I'm not, this is not a, an exaggeration. I'm, I mean that sincerely. Um, as a result, I must admit my suspension on my car is <laughs> utterly ruined. I don't know if it's related to speed bumps or what caused it. My car is extremely old. Um, it's slowly falling apart. I have to take it into the shop on Friday. I think I mentioned this last time, but my air conditioning broke, broke down. Um, and, uh, I also need a headlight replace and an oil change. And, uh, my tires need to be refilled, but I can do, you know, all that myself. The air conditioning thing, I, I need a, an expert opinion on. But I've decided that it's time to, uh, I'm just going to fork over the cash and get it fixed. Because um, I'm about to have to go on a trip in a little bit out of town, and I don't want to make that. It's okay to drive across town with no AC, but not across the state. Anyway, that's a, not important. But for one reason or another, my suspension is completely ruined, and I don't know if it's because of speed bumps or otherwise. But uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed in my strategy to approach these things because I've found uh, – I, I drive a, a big car. I drive an SUV, and um, I don't know if this translates to smaller sedans. But for an SUV, for the most part, as long as it's a reasonable speed bump, you know, one that was designed uh, with at least some understanding of, the, of its use – and not something, you know, you, occasionally you encounter one that's just an enormous mound of concrete, which uh, is really unfortunate, a poor design. Um, typically, for your average speed bump, in a car of my size at least, slowing down actually makes the um, disturbing jostling from going over a speed bump worse. If you hit that bitch going full speed, you actually go over it a lot smoother, I've found just for the matter of momentum and, and all that. Um, so I recommend that uh, maybe if not, if you drive a small car, but if you have a bigger car, you just give that a go. Just really just cruise into it next time. See how it feels. In my opinion, it's easier. So that's why I continue to do it. I refuse to bow to society's demands on who I must be and how I must behave. And speed bumps are just another way the government forces its will upon the population. And I, I rebuke them. I refuse to <clears throat> bow to the will of the government. Wow. Um, I also think that a speed bump in a parking lot is uh, offensive but understandable, and a speed bump on a road is just uh, oppressive. Mm. Uh, but I don't encounter those very often anymore, especially uh, where I live now. That used to be a lot more common uh, in my hometown, but I I don't get that. I, I don't think that that should be allowed. I think that um, there's one way in which you can regulate the, the speed that a person travels on a street, and it's by a street sign. It's by a speed limit. You can't put a speed limit at, because I'll tell you this, you know, when you're going in a parking lot, you're traveling, you know, 10, 15 miles an hour, mm-hmm. um, and you can hit a speed bump at 10 to 15 miles an hour, and like I was saying before, roll over it no problem. In fact, it's probably going to be easier than if you slow way down. But in a residential street, we're talking 25 to 35 miles per hour, and that's going to, you know, probably, uh, I think there's a bell curve 
an inverse bell curve to the amount of uh, motion that you feel going over a speed bump related to how fast your car is. And at that fast, I feel like you're in for a shock. I feel like that's going to really give you some whiplash. So I don't think it's fair that you can include a speed bump on a road with a posted speed limit. You either pick a speed limit that's low enough that it's going to accommodate your speed bump or you just don't have speed bumps. You know, I mean, you shouldn't have them anyway, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to accept that people are going to go fast or, or whatever on your road. That's just how it should be. Um, and it's, it's a final wrap up. I just like to give a shout out to the speed bumps that at least have the courtesy to have a gap in between the two. Like there's one for the oncoming traffic and one for the, uh, ongoing traffic, the way you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a little gap in between the two. So if there's nobody coming, you can kind of slip the, uh, left side of your car into the gap and just go over one way instead of, uh, bouncing up and down, uh, on both wheels. Just a thought. Just wanted to give a, th- a shout out to that. Cause I, pre- I do appreciate that. It makes it a little bit easier, but in general, speed bumps just shouldn't exist. All right. Well, before I share some thoughts I have on this, I just want to say that in the middle of that, a packet of microfiber cloths appear like fell, hit some keys on my keyboard and then just like just in the middle of my keyboard. And for the life of me, I do not know where this pack of microfiber cloths came from. I do not see where it could have fallen from. <laughs> I do not know what, where it was. I don't know. I'm a little puzzled, Zach. They just appeared so, on, my, <laughs> on my computer. And I frankly door, got a li- What'd you say? Is your door open? Either the door to your room or the gremlin door? No. Neither one. The gremlin door is still duct taped closed and no that is not a joke there's duct tape on my gremlin door and your bedroom door is closed uh correct um wow i'm just gonna take that as uh you were too scared to laugh at any of my good jokes when i was giving them i think that was probably what happened there what so okay let's talk about these microfiber cloths because this is this is more important i will concede speed bumps is not an especially engaging topic i'll admit that I do have thoughts, but go ahead and ask your questions. Do you have, do you have a shelf? Are you sitting at a desk? Okay, so yes. To be clear, I'm sitting at a desk, and there is a shelf above. But the thing is, there. It's not like it's cluttered, and like it, it would have like fallen off of a stack of things. It may have, maybe it was up there. I don't remember. I've been actually looking for these, so I'm confused why. Like. I don't know. I, I and there's no there's not a draft in my room. My room is actually oppressively hot, and I don't have a fan on because I, for some reason, care about audio quality. And so there's nothing that could have caused these to fall down. Maybe you I shouldn't mean, look a gift horse in the mouth. You were looking for these, right? And now here they are. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not complaining too much because I was get I I bought these literally like five years ago, and now and I was like I guess I'll just never find those. So I was like about to order more on Amazon, and now I guess I don't have to. Um, chances are we're dealing with a friendly ghost situation here. Yeah. That it sounds like, it seems like the ghost is aware that I've been, I've been looking for a a microfiber cloth and and now I have for some, I don't know why I bought like six uh, in college because I thought that I just needed a bunch. Who knows? (laughs) You Uh, never know when you're going to need a microfiber cloth. (laughs) Maybe now you do. Maybe now in your greatest time of need, it's appeared again. You never know. Maybe some out somewhere out there, somewhere, somebody's glasses are slightly smudged. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, that occurring, 
threw me off a bunch to where I like missed the middle part of your rant. But I I, I have thoughts on speed bumps. <laughs> okay. So, um, for one, it's it's serendipitous that you've brought this up, um, because I that was actually going to be just like an anecdote, um, me complaining about some speed bumps in a parking lot as I was on the way earlier to do a thing that I'm going to rant about in a moment. Okay. Uh, and and my, my main thought is, you're right that I understand why they exist in parking lots, but my complaint is that not all speed bumps are alike. And so I, I had a, some speed bumps in my neighborhood growing up, and those weren't that bad. They were, like, raised just enough that, like, if you were going around 20 or 30 miles per hour, which is what you should have been going they weren't uncomfortable. They would only be uncomfortable if you were literally going like 50, um, which you shouldn't be maybe like 40, but like, like speeds you shouldn't have been, which I think is like a good purpose for a speed bump. Like they're implemented well, if they're not an inconvenience to people like following like the speed limit or driving safely. But like they should like the points that they should be uncomfortable for someone's being like, so I understand and respect those ones. The one I, the ones I don't respect are the the ones that I experienced in the parking lot today, which are, <laughs> they're like, they're not very long. They're just sudden. It's like someone just was like, just, yeah, just pour like a, a mound of cement there. And it's just like not uniform. It's not smooth or anything. And then yeah. it's like, you can be going half a mile per hour and your car just barely rolling. And it still is uncomfortable. Like it still is like a, Blah blump, and it's like if you had a low car, it would like like dent the shit out of like your undercarriage. Like it's like I don't understand how that's like okay for you to put those there. Like listen, like I'm going slow. Like you don't have to, especially when there's like a bunch of them. It's like what do you? Why do you think every ten yards like we need a speed bump? Like I get it. I'm going slow. Um, That that (laughs) message received. Um, but. Yeah, I, I understand. You're right that it's understandable that they're necessary in a parking lot because there's literally, by definition, p- pedestrians just everywhere. So it, it makes sense. Um, but, man, I kind of hate them. I don't really care if they make sense. They're kind of the worst. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I, I don't know. Did you hear the part uh, in the middle where I said that it, a lot of times if you just go faster, they actually go better? Oh, I, I did hear that. I was, I was actually about to comment on that. I forgot. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I maybe I should try this out because I'm not as familiar. I usually do slow down for them. You, you know, I think you're right that like at the very least it just gets it over with quicker. It's probably a similar <laughs> damage to your suspension whether you're going fast or slow. I don't know about that. Maybe maybe <laughs> so. I think it's worth a try as long as you have a car that's uh, big enough to where you believe in yourself. <laughs> I don't know about that part, but I'll try it anyways. It's worth a shot, I think. In my experience, it, it works. Hmm. Um, yes, believe it or not, I actually that's all I had to say about speed bumps. I know you're gearing up for a really long discussion, but that's all I can afford <laughs> to talk about right now. Man, I guess we'll just have to go form a separate podcast about speed bumps and talk about it there. <laughs> um, I'll go and talk about my topic since I uh, alluded to it earlier. Um, I am talking today about how annoying it is when there are like extra steps to canceling subscriptions to things. Um, I, and first of all, I want to say that 
S- similar to my, so a long time ago, I, I had a, um, a topic where I complained about passwords and how annoying it is to remember all your passwords. And, and I talked then about how I had a realization that like, when I was younger, I was like, like, how do people just not remember their passwords? And now as an adult, I have like literally like dozens or hundreds of accounts. And it's like, of course, I'm not going to remember all the, and they all have like different requirements for like what's yeah. a suitable password. So of course I'm not going to remember these. Uh, yeah. Similarly, I, I used to not understand like, why don't people just cancel their subscriptions? It's not like you have like a million subscriptions. Well, that's where you'd be wrong. I have plenty of subscriptions, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. And it's, I don't know. It's not actually that many. It's just like, I don't, <clears throat> I feel like way too many things have moved to the subscription model is partially what frustrates me. I mean, I'll give you just a couple examples. Yeah. Um, I, towards the beginning of quarantine, was going on more walks than usual and wanted more audiobooks. And for some reason, audiobooks are prohibitively expensive when bought on their own. And the only like affordable ways to like buy like a subscription. So you pay like monthly and then get like a credit for any audiobook. It's a, it's a dumb as shit business model, but apparently it works. Cause I have just had credits piling up. And for some reason, at least with audiobooks.com, those credits expire. And so <laughs> if I don't use them with a couple months of like getting my month's credit, it goes away, which is That's really, ridiculous. I paid for it. Yeah. Does, does the value of books, are you like, oh, like books, you paid 15 bucks three months ago. Well, books cost more now, so that doesn't that doesn't count for this month. I, I don't I don't understand. It doesn't <laughs> make sense to, to account me. for uh, token inflation, book token <laughs> yeah, inflation. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's never easy. I, I think it is, part of what I'm getting at is, I, I think a lot of times the way that companies set up their cancellation of their services is frequently predatory and unethical. Um, and so, like yeah. for example, it, I I couldn't find a way to unsubscribe on the audiobooks app, so I had to get out my computer. I'm looking for it. It took a while to find it. I finally found it. It wasn't too hard to cancel, but like... I don't know. And then sometimes these subscriptions will just be very unclear with like, do I keep my tokens even though I've canceled? And the answer was yes. I, I don't want to just shit on audiobooks.com. It wasn't like <laughs> that predatory. But it was like, it's frequently unclear. Like they make you feel like you have to use them up and spend money and stuff like that before you can cancel. Um, and But here's here's to me the biggest offender. It's places that won't let you cancel online at all. Uh, one of those that should be illegal. Yeah, I hate that. So I, I, I had a Planet Fitness membership. I was gonna say um, gyms are notorious about. Yeah, this. it's so dumb. Um, so Planet Fitness, I, I, I had a membership for a while, and then, uh, in case our audience is unaware, or if somehow someone's listening to this in the future and they no longer teach this in schools, uh, there's a pandemic <laughs> this year. Uh, and, and gyms and things like that closed down because we realized, uh, their gross, disgusting shitholes were disease spreads. Um, and, and so I stopped going, but Sounds then like my ex-wife, <laughs> oh Sorry. boy, Sorry. <laughs> man, I, I love, I love our frequent, just like dumb, like almost stand up tropes like that. Anyways, um, <laughs> just, a, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, so I, I ca- I'm trying to cancel my Planet Fitness membership because I've been paying for it for the last several months and not actually going because I decided I'd 
like of, of there's some places I'm willing to go, but one place I'm I'm still not comfortable going in terms of the pandemic is a gym. Yeah. Um, just, I, I don't really trust that they're cleaning equipment between uses. People are sweating all over it. And like already gyms were discussing cause it was like a, you're supposed to clean up after yourself and you know, other people aren't doing that. Um, it's gross in the first place. Um, and I haven't been going, but I've been paying for it. So, so Zach, I, I look up how to cancel a membership and, and I see a phone number for plant and fitness. I'm like, fine, I'm just going to call them and sort this out. And I'm going through their like phone, you know, like they're like press one to do this, and it says like press two to can- like cancel your membership. I'm like, sweet, I can do this over the phone. I press two, and I sit on hold for literally about an hour. I'm sitting here Jeez. just on my phone for an hour, and finally I get on the phone with someone. She asks for my information. She's putting information, uh, and you know what she says to me, Zach? She says, "All right, I looked at your account." Yeah, you can cancel. You just have to go into the store to can or the into the gym to cancel. I was like, wait a minute, why <laughs> why are we talking right now? What what is what's the point of this conversation if we're just going to um? Sorry, I just thought I heard like a knock on my door or something. That was weird. Um, it's probably the person who needs those microfiber cloths. Sorry. <laughs> okay, it's just my roommate Garrett, a friend of the show. Something fell. Um, and I think he was just beating it against my door or something. Anyways. Uh, that's a normal thing to do. Are you sure yeah. that's not a ghost? Are you certain? <laughs> Would a sane person be talking to a ghost? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, that, that sense didn't even really make sense. Uh, but um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I had to go into Plant Fitness to cancel the membership. I don't know why I was on the phone with them in the first place. Uh, why they offered an option to put me on hold for someone to tell me, yeah, you can cancel. You just have to go in. It was dumb. And then when I got in, they just asked for my name and phone number and then they could just cancel. It's like, wait a minute. Someone definitely could have done this over the phone. Y'all just made me come in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, exactly why. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, And and so that, that brings me up. So another notoriously bad one is uh, newspapers or magazines. Um, like I, I have at different points been subscribed to different ones. Cause I like to pretend that I'm going to read smart things. Um, and so like at some point I, was, I think I was subscribed to the economist and you can subscribe online. Let's be clear. You can subscribe for your digital subscription online, but you have to call them and be on hold for 30 minutes to an hour in order to cancel. And like, yep. like I said, that just feels unethical. Um, I don't know. That's just really frustrating. Um, and, and also, I just, I don't understand why everything has to be a subscription. Like, like there was the audiobooks thing. <laughs> Another thing I did was, uh, <laughs> please sponsor us. I used, I ordered Manscaped at some point. Um, and, you know, the, the people who sponsor, like, every podcast. Um, and Apparently for some, none of the ones I listen to, but maybe one, <laughs> maybe the one of the ones I listen to, if they reach out to Not All Bad. <laughs> um, and for some reason, they they sent me, like, replacement stuff for a razor by default like a month later it's like what why would i why would we just assume this like by default they have you set up for a subscription and then they like refill it like a month later it's just it's ridiculous um i don't know i'm i'm frustrated (laughs) um that kind of reminds me of i'm uh obviously terminating the lease to my apartment soon um, oh, yeah. for the new house. 
and my uh, lease agreement requires me to give 60 day notice uh, in writing in person delivered in person to cancel the lease or they're just going to automatically assume that I'm going to pay uh, rent until I die which <laughs> I get that you have to have notice but 60 days is kind of an enormous amount of yeah, notice that is. and fortunately I checked before I was in that period so I still have time to let them know but i mean what if you're interviewing for a job like across the country you're not gonna you may not know you know with 60 days you're supposed to give two weeks when you're gonna leave your job but you have to tell your company two. i mean you have to tell your apartment two months in advance yeah that's that's pretty same similar concept i guess in in a way (laughs) in a way rent is like a subscription to live it, it it really is. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I I uh, that that and that alone is why I don't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean I've been thinking. So part of the reason that I canceled, uh, other than the my lack of comfort with the safety protocols, is just that it, there's not one convenient to where I now live. But like. Even now, it's like, do I, they have such predatory contracts where you, like, have to be, like, like, they'll, like, a freaking gym will punish you for not, like, being there for at least 12 months. It's like, what What do you mean? What? What is this? Like, there's not, it's, at least with an apartment, it's like, okay, maybe they have, like, a vacancy to fill then, so it's, like, helpful for them to give you notice. But, like, it's a gym. Like, wh- wh- why do you need, why do I have to be here for 12 months? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. It's it's shit. It sucks. I uh, can't agree. Well, I mean, I can't agree, but I can't speak to the economist or the magazines or newspapers or whatever, because I don't do that. That's not me. I I don't like to read. (laughs) I like to go through life not knowing anything or having any cultural relevancy whatsoever. I just exist in a a gigantic bubble. I I think our audience knows that about us. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, I mean, I just, and, and recent, <laughs> the other thing is I've had, you know how different subscriptions will do free trials. I've just had to learn to not let myself do them because I thought I was, I thought I was a capable, responsible person, but I'm clearly not. Cause I never cancel them in time. So I, I just have to stop doing those. And, and I, I got a free or 99 cent like echo dot by doing a two month trial of, amazon music i don't even yeah. need amazon music but i got like a free echo dot so that the government can listen to me and right. it's just like i i i put a reminder on my calendar and i still somehow know i'm not going to cancel it in time um <laughs> when is it when is the uh when is the time up on that I, one it's sometime in september i should probably look into that yeah you should look it up i'll try to remind you also that reminds me of something totally irrelevant uh two episodes ago when adam was on the show um he made one small joke in passing about how we should uh, do NFL contract commentary and it'd make the show more interesting. And I was going to show up to last episode with some actual commentary on NFL contracts negotiations (laughs) and uh, thought that would be like a little special shout out for exactly one individual in our entire listener base, which to be fair is a large percentage of our listener base. (laughs) But uh, I forgot to do that. And so now while we're just recounting things that we should remember, um, that came to my mind too. So apologies to everyone out there 
that I uh, upset by neglecting this opportunity for a very niche and unfunny joke. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. That would have been funny. I, I would have appreciated that. So. <laughs> I really blew it, huh? Damn. <laughs> um, is that, can we do random rant now or yeah, you have more to say? I, okay. I do not want to dwell on this any longer. Yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, cause it, it's, uh, that whole concept is very frustrating to me. Like the, the gym thing especially really pisses me off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whoa, this is a long one. This is another one from Chazza who had one from last week too. Um, so when people, okay, so uh, let's see. Just want to make sure I got it all because it is a long one. When people message you and just say hi or hey, I have no idea why, but this pisses me off to no end. I haven't decided if it's worse if it's someone I know or someone I don't know. Um, do you ever get – okay, so I'm going to be very specific about this for a second and talk about um, how this relates to me, uh, and then maybe we can return to the original premise. So I don't very often – I don't ever, if ever, get messages from somebody uh, that I don't know or even that I know that's just like, hey, and then you have to respond to that. Usually somebody's going to come in guns and blaze, guns a blazing with a topic they want to discuss, except for uh, at work. My office uses Skype currently as a like kind of an instant messaging system. And a lot of times, and, and some people don't do this, but some people do. Well, they'll hop in, your, they'll send you a Skype message, and it just says, hey, or hi, or good morning. Or the worst one of all is ping p-i-n-g which i guess is to emulate like a notification sound and it's it's probably just something specific to my my office my my company culture is that you know that that's probably a trend that just started internally and is not known you know outside of there but that like automatopoeic ping is is easily the most offensive out of all these greetings but (laughs) I find that to be extremely infuriating. And I think this is kind of the same thing that she's getting at here is what, who do you think you are? Like come in and tell me what you need from me. This is a place of business. And if you need my assistance, uh, you know, I'm happy to help, but don't say hi and then wait for me to respond. And it's because a lot of people abuse the system and they'll like mark themselves as busy or unavailable or whatever when they're not to avoid being contacted. So I think that's where a lot of this, uh, you know, that, that problem is probably the root of where this, um, greeting comes in. But if I'm sending a message to somebody on Skype at work, I'm going to say, Hey, good morning. Can you blah, 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 blah. Or do you know this? Or, you know, I need help. Like, I'm not going to let it linger because sometimes too is I've gotten to the point where I don't respond. If you say hey to me, I'm not going to text back. I'm not going to Skype you back. I'm going to wait for you to send a second message, hang your head in shame, and come back to my doorstep with your request. Like I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I don't handle the small talk. If you want small talk, I will gladly engage with an in-person meeting. Uh, you can come to my desk and we'll make small talk. I'll make small talk for the next six and a half hours at my desk if you want to. But I'm not here to small talk over Skype. Skype is the only thing worse, of course, is is calling me on the phone, which is well documented. I hate, but for <laughs> Skype, um, I always get nervous because you can see when people are typing and they can see when you're typing, and um, I I don't like um, it, it. Always feels like I'm always hesitant. I'm always apprehensive of the information or the request that's going to be delivered to me via Skype. You know, it's, it's, you never know what you're going to get. And there's something that's kind of foreboding about it to me. 
that's hmm. similar to a phone call. So I, I don't I don't really I'm not interested in the conversational aspect of Skype. I just need you to tell me right out the gate what you want. Uh, and so that is where this particular concept is offensive to me. Hmm. I so I don't have any system like that at my office. Yeah, it's called have, turning it's around and way. talking to the guy behind you, isn't it? Yes, it's it's a very small company. Um, I I'm trying to think. I feel. I mean, recently the place that I feel like I've experienced this has been some on like dating apps. I guess we're gonna insert a mini little hinge binge in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've I have been using Hinge a little bit, so that's fun. Uh, what's not so fun is that like, I mean, this is uh, at this point age old complaint is when people just, like, start a conversation by saying hi. But here's... I, I'll do you one better. I... People will have, like, something... So the whole point of Hinge, for those who aren't familiar, is, like, people have, like, photos and comments and captions, and, and the point is that you can comment on them to start a conversation. So it's, like, they can answer a question, and then you can, like, ask them a question or comment on something to start a conversation. And I will, multiple times for some reason... I will comment on someone's uh, prompt or like ask them a question and they will respond with just hi. I don't know what that, what is What does that even mean? What do you mean? Hi, I, I do. Do you want me to copy and paste? Did you miss it? I, I doubt you did. Cause it's right there. I can see it right. Like next to your, there's your hi. And then there's my in-depth question that I put way too much effort into for just like a first response and trying to be funny. But like, <laughs> You ought to do that. You ought to say, you ought to say like, um, you know, you see a, a picture and uh, it's like of the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever. And you're like, oh, San Francisco, did you eat at such and such restaurant? And then they say hi. And you say hi. So you went to San Francisco. Did you, like all caps, did you eat at such and such restaurant? <laughs> so, you, you know, I'm going to take this a step further because I, I experienced this today. It actually, it, I just stared at my screen for like 10 minutes, my brain having like an aneurysm, unsure how to respond. So I asked <laughs> some some girl, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling this up because I've got to see it. Um, some girl, like, it's like my d- biggest date fail. It was like, started at McDonald's, only went downhill from there. I was like, oh, that's intriguing. And I was like, I, I sent a pretty long message being like, like, sorry if you have to, like, explain this to people all the time on dating apps, but, like, I'm genuinely curious, like, what happened with your first date that started at a McDonald's or whatever? And then, and Zach, you've talked about this before on the show, she, I get a message back that says, Katie has invited you to chat. <laughs> Katie, I just chatted. Katie, I just chatted. I, I sent we're a having a chat with a question. We're here and we're I chatting. St- I, I started the chat. You don't have to invite me. I'm here. <laughs> do, do, again, do I copy and paste? That, that's it. That's like less than high. That's like that's like a red receipt, except it's a red receipt that's like, I want you to send more. It's like, what do you mean? I already, I already sent something. Katie, uh, you should say, Katie, what further chat do you expect of me? I've delivered all the chatting I can. <laughs> chatting is a two-way street, Katie. You got to provide the other chat, Caddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna respond right now in hopes that she responds while we're still on this show. Oh, I, need, wow. I need to get closure for the audience. You're trying to get like a 15 minute response time on Hinge. I'm Good sure luck. I'm... My average was maybe three days. 
I think uh, you're I don't, making I don't him even know sound fun say. again. Honestly, <laughs> it's it's a time. It's it's time consuming. I I keep on starting conversations with people I find attractive, and then they'll respond, and then I'm like, wait. Now I have to talk to all these people. Yeah, I was going to say, based on the fact that Katie's putting in absolutely zero effort, she sounds hot. (laughs) Sounds like my kind of type. (laughs) The kind that's hot and gives you no attention. She she, I didn't even know it was possible to give me this little attention. (laughs) Uh, The worst part is that it works. I'm talking about it right now. Um, (laughs) Just say... I'm not even going to actually – I don't even know what to say. No, I, no, I we got to do a response. Let's workshop a response here. I, I want to do that. We could do that. We got time. I want to I okay. want to get something out. Okay. Because I, I, I don't want to like sound like a dick and be like, I said, and then like copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her how she feels about speed bumps or um, – huh. I don't. I kind of like the. I. I know. I know. I would not feel the same way if I was in your shoes. If it was my match, um, but I do like the idea of you just being like, Katie. I can't chat anymore. I've done all the chatting. I can. I can't. I can't chat on my own here. Chatting is not a one man's game. I, I. I've got my response. I'm saying, was my first chat that bad that you're telling me I should just start over again? That's pretty good, actually. I like that. <laughs> was my first chat not good enough for you katie <laughs> i love i obviously really like saying people's names in a senate like it's it's so very direct and personal that i think it's very funny <laughs> when you address people in that way just by name every sentence <laughs> um do you is it do you go first on the positive rant are you ready to move on I I'm I want to do a little bit more justice to Chas's question. Yeah. By just mentioning that, I I feel like I, with certain friendships I have, it feels normal and fine for, um, for for someone to start a conversation by saying hi, and I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is with certain friendships where I feel like hi is used as a like get someone to respond so that you can say what you were actually planning to say. And then you've almost cornered them by like, they just responded. So now they feel pressure to act like respond. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it, it can be used as manipulation. And for that reason, I don't appreciate it. That's a very middle um, school move though. I don't get that a lot anymore. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of an actual example, but I, I want to feel say like, I, I feel like you can think of a very specific example that you're just being coy about. I feel like this is a recent thing that happened to you exactly no. once by one person very recently. Now it's just on your mind. <laughs> I promise you it's actually not. I, I don't right. have an example. All right. Um, yeah. I think, I think if anyone who I text regularly were to hit me up with a, Hey, I'd be excited. Like, Hey, what's up with you? But I think if somebody like, well, especially, I don't know how many messages she's getting from people she doesn't know like this, but that's weird. I don't even, I mean, I don't ever get messages from people I don't know really, except one time a guy slid into my Instagram DMs, um, and asked for nudes, which was cool. (laughs) I ignored him, but then Instagram like deleted the notification, whatever 
it got because you get like the thing where it's a, if it's a stranger, it puts it in like a quarantined inbox, and then you can accept yeah. the invitation to chat or something. And I just let it sit there, um, and it uh, it just deleted it automatically after a certain amount of time, which I was disappointed in because now I have no proof that that person. Uh, <laughs> basically, what happened was I made a tweet about um, back in my Twitter days about how I was. Uh, I think it was something about how I was going to make an OnlyFans or something. Uh, and uh, you, it's like $5 for pics of my bare ass or something like that. And he tweeted from a some sort of burner account for like a, Ru- or a, uh, a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race or something. Some sort of like weird burner account that was way mm-hmm. over my head. I didn't understand the reference. Um and I just ignored the tweet. And then that person, that person's actual Instagram account found me on Instagram and slid into my DMs and was like, hey, I am such and such person from Twitter. Uh, how about that ass pic? <laughs> or something like winky face or something like that. <laughs> and that was kind of actually, honestly, I mean, that was that was a really big confidence boost. <laughs> and if they had said, hey, in nothing else, I would have been robbed from that confidence boost. So, in a sense, I do appreciate the, you know, just getting straight to the point. Mm, that's true. Bit of a mm. tangent. I just kind of wanted to brag about how an anonymous person on social media tried to uh, accost me for uh, pics of my naked body. Hmm. Which was, feel, uh, th- again, kind of uplifting. I, I can't point to specific examples, but I feel like our vocab... I feel like we've used more, like, vocab words this week than we usually do. Like, you just said accost, which is a nice word. Can't think <laughs> of any of the other examples, but I feel like there's been other words used here. That... Well, I just took the PSAT. So oh, oh, did you? <laughs> I'm trying to become a National Merit Scholar. The first time didn't go so well, so I'm really uh, I'm really trying to do it, give it another go. Man, well, good, good luck with that. I, I, your work, hard work's paying off because you're impressing me with your words here. Thank you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I'm quite, uh, well, I was going to try to like pull one out of my ass and it's like come up with a really fancy word, but I, I, I couldn't mm. really let you I'm down just, there. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'm now I'm just being loquacious talking about nothing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if I use that correctly or pronounce it right. Uh, I, 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 I was laughing saying, okay, trying to buy time for my own word, but I, I, I think I failed. Uh, you did use it correctly. <laughs> All right. Nice. I'm proud of you. Okay. Um, that, that, that's a laudable, uh, usage. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, that's not even that impressive of a word. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like I'm impressing anybody. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry for the distraction about my Calipigian behind, but you can, yeah, uh, you can continue. You're, you're always willing. Well, you're always welcome to shove your ass in this conversation. Zach. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm ready to go ahead and talk about my positive rant. If you're cool with that. Yeah. Um, I, this is actually pretty straightforward. And, um, but I, I have been reminded recently that being an uncle is pretty cool. Um, just so I, I'm the youngest of my siblings. So both I have two siblings and they each, uh, have kids at this point. And, um, there's something cool about having nieces and nephews because it's like a lot of the emotional, like joy of like kid, like kids that are related to you without any of the responsibility so it's pretty great. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to pressure 
our audience to have kids, <laughs> but I am pressuring our audience to pressure their siblings to have kids. Yeah, there you go. Um, just tell them to get it on and stop using protection. Um, <laughs> a normal thing to tell your siblings. <laughs> you know, when you're talking to your siblings about all the sex they're having. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you feel dirty about that one, Paul? Is it you? Kind of you kind of recoiled after that one, like it sat no, your no, mouth a little no. too long. It, it sure did. Uh, you're you're not wrong there, especially for what's otherwise a very wholesome topic. I did not need to make this about about. <laughs> conversations about your siblings having sex uh anyways um which just a quick side tangent can i just say that for some reason i i find it (laughs) it's a weird time for me to i'm interrupting my own rant i i I find it weird that we talk like culturally we like find it weird to talk about sex unless someone's trying to have kids and then we are completely okay with them just being like yeah, I'm trying to get pregnant. We're just like raw dogging it every night, and I just haven't gotten pregnant yet. That's maybe voc- <laughs> like in terms of <laughs> which words they choose, they don't say it that way. Yeah, but that is essentially SAT what. <laughs> yeah, He's you- raw dogging in a sentence. <laughs> but like, I-, I feel like all the time you'll hear married people be like, man, we're just really trying to have kids right now. It's like, are you just talking about how much sex you're having? Um, for some reason, it's just completely acceptable as long as it's for the purpose of having kids to talk about how much sex you're having and like how frequently. Anyways, uh, so, so back to having nieces and nephews. Uh, <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, though, it is great. Like there are these like I so this came up because I went to my uh, parents because they had my sister's kid over kids over there earlier. And um I don't know, there's three of them, and they're genuinely hilarious, and they laugh at all of my jokes, which is that's which a is pretty key. big bonus. Yeah. yeah it's, that's huge. I feel hilarious when I'm around them. Um, I don't know, man. It's pretty, it's pretty cool to be an uncle. It's a lot of fun. I always maintained that, and continue to do so, that I would make a fantastic uncle. Oh, I, you absolutely I, will. I think I'd be an exemplary uncle. I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know what... it really makes but i think uncles are typically funny <laughs> and i think i carry that that characteristic in some capacity i uh i think i don't know uncles are always i think traditionally seen as like picture your picture what like you know your dad now imagine that all the things you didn't like about your dad <laughs> Are either not there or they're taken to the to the degree of just now they're funny instead of annoying. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, I. So I personally have not gotten to experience like aunts and uncles that much because all of my I have plenty of aunts and uncles, but they all live in like the Midwest, so I only I don't see them that frequently. But like, I don't know. I I, I there's just something about the concept of an uncle that they're, it's just not, you just expect them to be funny for some reason. I, I don't even understand why. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't get it either. Um, now do you think, I guess, I guess it would have to be this way. I guess when an uncle is around his nephew or niece, when an uncle is around his siblings, children, let he, he, he behaves as an uncle. Not as himself, right? Because then either, mm. either 
every other adult male figure in the world besides our two fathers, specifically your dad and specifically my dad, are funny people. Or uncles just inhabit the space of being funny when around their siblings' children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it must be, I, I think uh, you're right. It must be... It must be some sort of supernatural energy that becomes bestowed on you. Or maybe it, it becomes bestowed on the children. Because let's say that you and one of your cousins are with your dad and your cousin's father. It's you, your dad, your uncle, and your cousin. And your uncle does something funny. I can almost unilaterally guarantee that that cousin is not going to find that uncle's joke funny. But you probably will. So is it a matter of desensitization or is there something bigger at play here? I I think, I think we need to investigate as a community, as, as a scientific community, we need to investigate the, uh, uncle niece nephew relationship a little bit deeper. Cause there's something, uh, particularly interesting going on there psychologically that I don't know if, if we really have uh, done enough research on. Mm. I mean, there definitely is also something to be said for the fact that like, I feel like the person who's directly the parent, they not only are they seeing this child more often, so they're both the child is tired of them and they maybe they're tired of the child, but also <laughs> there's uh, there's a certain element of responsibility that's like when you're the parent, if a kid's making if the kid's like joking around instead of doing things to be like responsible, like doing homework or like getting ready for bed or whatever they're supposed to be doing the parent, in order to maintain like that authority and respect from the child it's their responsibility to like like lay down the law to some extent but as yeah. the uncle i mean yes sometimes it's my role to like tell them and like be like hey really guys you have to get ready for bed or whatever but i get to inhabit a space where i'm just able to go along with their like goofiness instead of having to be like, oh, like, if I encourage this too much, they're not going to, like, listen to me later, where, where a parent might have to think that way. You know what I mean? So, like, Uncle ju- is just exclusively good cop. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's kind of, like you said, it's kind of a, with a, that's a great way of putting it. Like, if there's a good cop, bad cop, um, like, spectrum, parents have to be good cop and bad cop, so- bad cop sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, but um, I wish we could uh, make good, good cop, bad cock our our <laughs> title for the episode, but iTunes uh, will not allow that. Yeah, they they may not love that. Um, but like like you said, as an uncle, I've already lost all interest in making that point. I'm just focused on what I said. But uncles just get to be good cop. That that's it. That's all I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I, I, I'm looking forward to the day where I get to be an uncle. I think I'd be very good at it, and it sounds like a lot of fun. That was a sweet, wholesome topic. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't have a lot to say because we've actually talked about this a lot uh, in the past, but I want to talk about, and something that I think you could have a lot to weigh in on too, Paul, is reality TV. Mm. Um, and we've talked about this before, uh, topics we've had in the past. I believe all random rants are... Uh, the Bachelorette, Bachelor slash Bachelorette was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music television's sh- hit show, The Hills. 
which I neither you nor I had ever heard of. Can't believe you remember that. I would not have remembered that. <laughs> and I think at one point, and I I'm, I can't really remember if this is true or not. I want to say that we had a third random rant, which was uh, Netflix reality TV. That seems yes. familiar too. Yeah, and I think that at the time we didn't have much to say about it. Right now, um, recently, a friend of mine has uh, come over and we've watched some uh, Netflix reality TV uh, and not Netflix reality TV. And Paul, in fact, last weekend you were over at my apartment too and we I watched was. some Netflix reality TV. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um, and I'm not here to, to rescind any statement I've made in the past over The Bachelor of the Bachelorette, The Hills, or Netflix reality TV. Objectively, these are low-tier garbage shows mm-hmm. um and one of the main points i made regarding the bachelorette was that i didn't like watching it because a lot of times people are unwilling to they want when you're there people want to hear the show they don't want to hear you joking about the show and to me all interest in watching the show goes out the window with that notion uh well the recent experiences I've had with reality TV, uh, especially the one with you, Paul, have been very accommodating to my desire to just constantly talk over the show. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the beauty of reality TV. And I would never, ever watch these shows alone. I wouldn't watch them with somebody that I wasn't, uh, that I didn't care about a great deal or that I didn't consider to be a funny person. Because at that point, you're just watching bad TV. You might as mm-hmm. well watch something good. But. I am constantly on the quest to find something to watch with people because I uh, have said this before. I believe I don't like watching things. I don't like consuming media with my eyes very much movies, television. I'm not a fan. Um, most of the time I just, I don't, I don't have the attention span for it. Uh, and especially when you bring other people into the mix, then I've lost all interest for the most part. I don't want to watch a movie with somebody. I'd rather just talk to them. Now, here's the beauty of reality TV. It gives you something to talk about. It gives you something to look at, and it gives you an activity to do, but you still can have a full-fledged conversation over the television. Either you're talking about the show you're watching or you're talking about something else while the show is going on, or a little bit of both. It's beautiful. It's the perfect compromise, and for my money and my uh, very recent experience of the last month or two, um, nothing achieves it as well as reality TV. It's the best for this. You know, you're not missing anything significant by talking. Um, and, and meanwhile, you're getting some form of entertainment out of it, which I think for me, the entertainment is completely gone by not being able to talk over it or by not having anyone to talk to. Mm-hmm. I so agree. I just wanted to give a shout out to reality TV. We're going to give it a fourth pass on the show. <laughs> uh, and I have, you know, I think I've made all these points before. Uh, without experiencing it myself in the sense that, yes, these are terrible TV shows. I get why people like them, um, but I'm not interested. Well, I I get the appeal um, in the sense that it's something to do and you can still, you know, appreciate the presence of your friends while yeah. you do it. Yeah, so, so a, a couple of points I appreciate you brought up is that, like, a lot of times when you're watching other stuff, yes, there's a communal aspect to, like, oh, we're both experiencing this and feeling the emotion surrounding this plot or whatever. But like, it's the same reason that like people discuss, like going to the movies is not that great of a date. Like the real date part happens 
like when you're discussing the movie afterwards because like you you can't really talk in a movie theater with someone so it's almost like you're just both sitting in silence and not actually like able to get to know the person right um but and and honestly even at home there's certain certain types of shows like dramas that can be hard with like for example with my roommates we recently started a show called dark i don't know if you're familiar with it no um, it, it is pretty good it's it's on netflix but it's it's a german tv show so we have been watching it with subtitles like it's spoken in german um and the thing is i love the show but if we're gonna watch it we have to be completely tuned in for one you can't look at your phone because you're gonna miss the subtitles but also it's just so plot heavy that like you you can't dare talk over the dialogue especially for one it's hard to read and talk at the same time but also like if you miss a piece of dialogue like you're not gonna know what's going on and so like you you can't you're not really enjoying the company of your friends you're enjoying the show and your friends happen to be there whereas with reality tv like you said i I've always acknowledged the potential for reality TV to be good good entertainment with company, but I really, especially when we started exploring a couple of those shows that we were watching the other week, um, that was, I guess it was only a few days ago, so not that, like the other week, but um, <laughs> it, I mean, we were genuinely laughing hysterically and not even at like the sh- like anything the show produced content-wise. It was our own speculations about these dumb people who got on this show right um like laughing someone forgot someone's name and like mispronounced it that for some reason that was the (laughs) funniest thing that's like ever happened to me uh and just like i i don't know it it's it's fun to talk about these people's intentions and know that nothing is actually (laughs) means anything it's fun right exactly so yeah i uh I, I kind of wanted to revisit that and say uh, there are some good things about it too, and we kind of acknowledged that in the past. But now that I've experienced it, I, I can now uh, say that it does serve a purpose in my personal life now, and I appreciate the purpose it serves. And I had a great time hanging out with you, Paul. I'm glad you could make it. That was fun. You know, as much we, we talk on a scheduled basis all the time, and we live in the same like general area. It's not like next door, but like. all things considered we actually don't see each other that often so it was a fun time yeah yeah um yeah so that is gonna conclude our episode today um you can find it and all of our other episodes on spotify itunes overcast soundcloud and google play uh i'd really like to encourage you if you haven't already to leave a rating and review on itunes um that'd mean a lot it's been a long time since we got i think the last one was in maybe april or march so um, get on that. That'd be super cool. Uh, if we got uh, number 19, uh, the show releases yeah. every other Monday. You can find, uh, tweets about the show at not all bad show on Twitter. And you can email us either with a random rant idea or a request to be a guest at not all bad show at gmail.com. And then finally, I just like to ask, uh, that, uh, if you like the show today that you tell a friend about it. And, uh, when you tell that friend about it, <clears throat> don't tell them to listen to the show from the beginning. Tell them your favorite episode or whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the beginning of the show, the first five episodes, first four episodes without Paul were a lot different um, and worse. <laughs> objectively, <laughs> objectively, considerably worse. 
for I just I say that because for some reason Paul and I noticed today that we had like a weird spike in the beginning of the show's uh the very first episode's listens, which I thought was very strange. Like yeah. I saw forty three new listens in the last month. Which we usually don't get into the specific specifics of numbers here. We just often say um, that no one ever listens, and we have no fans, which are tr- is true. <laughs> so there's no reason to call attention any more attention to it. But um, I just thought that was interesting. So if you're telling people to listen to the show, that's great. And I don't want to, I don't want to put even more um, restrictions on you because it's it's <laughs> awesome enough that you're doing that in the first place. But Tell them your favorite episode, because I know I know for for goddamn well it's not the first and second episode of the show, and if it is, <laughs> uh, then you need to tell me what I started doing wrong, because uh, in my opinion, that's those are the weakest. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been great having you. This has been uh, episode forty-seven of Not All Bad, and I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening.